You should have just called the song Adidas. My Adidas. I've been talking with my brothers all week long, and we're talking to each other in uh, Billy Bob Thornton's accent. Everything that we say. <laughs> my brother called me up and goes, you one of them type of hippies that rub dog shit in his hair? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Everything. Just great lines from movies that they've memorized. I beat the shit out of some kids today. I really think I turned a corner. So everything that we've been saying has been in that. Are you showing up to my boy's birthday party this weekend? <laughs> That's good. Yeah. You guys got that down. Yeah, we're pretty good at it. Lyrics to Go, the podcast where we take a deep dive into lyrics that are questionable at best, but have largely dodged public ridicule until now. I'm Mark, and I'm how? here. <laughs> until how? until how? Sure, no, how is it dodged ridicule oh, until now? Yeah. Oh god, uh, that's fair. Mark, how have you been? <clears throat> well, has it dodged public ridicule? I mean, I there's, know we there's... always say that in the intro, but some of them have, some of them haven't. I don't think this. I think this, there's there's a, probably a core group. Of decent human beings that got together and said, "Hey, let's rally around the fact that this song sucks, and uh, we'll just uh, put a banner over it, and that's who we'll be." So yeah. you know, there's there's got to be somebody. <laughs> there's got to be groups out there, multiple groups. How was your week, Mark? Good, good. How was yours? It was, uh, it was okay. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. bad. It's just okay. I mean, okay. I've had I had work, uh, got a lot of shit done. Good. So uh, did some so yeah. enjoying Masters of the Air very much. Don't know if I told you about that. Well, you were watching it at my house one day. That's right. Yeah, you, uh, you were. I was waiting for. Walked you in and you had like a bucket of popcorn between your legs. You I did. Your, you had your jeans kicked off. You had your dungaroos kicked off. Mm. And uh, sitting there pantsless when yeah. you walked in. And that wasn't the first time either, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I saw that you had Apple TVs. And it was uh, it was getting towards the weekend, so a new episode. I said, "I'm going to watch one. I'm going to see hmm. if Mark get interested." No, he he didn't. But uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying that show. Um, now I'm following all things The Bear and finding mm-hmm. out that it's going to be released later in the year. And now I can't wait for that. Yeah, you're uh, you got a good time. Oh, geez, what a great I've been show. watching Death and Other Details on Hulu, which has been a lot of fun. What's it's kind about? of a who done it. Oh, okay. On a cruise ship, and uh, has been uh, very very good. A lot of fun. Right on. And Mandy Patinkin. Oh, I love Mandy Patinkin. And a couple of My name people. is Indigo Montoya. Mm-hmm. You've killed my father. Yeah, he has a British accent in this. He's, oh, good. Good. He's a very good actor. Um, Yeah, you're also, you're also, it's it's revving up for you. You are a Formula One fan. Oh. And mm. not only do we have Drive to Survive, but we also have the season coming. Yeah. Well, I'm already done watching Drive to Survive. I've I'm already sure. seen all no of doubt. it. I, I plan on maybe rewatching it here again soon. But uh, we were recording on um, on Thursday, on Friday, March first. Mm-hmm. The first race of the season is tomorrow, Saturday, which is a little strange. Max Verstappen did take pole today. Of course he did. Um, well, you know, I, you know the the, of the course qualifying did, and all this other stuff has been pretty interesting, and it's early on in the season. But uh, you know, a lot of people are like, "Oh, well, it's over." Well, I mean, you know, I don't know. You never know. I, you know, I I want him to be. I want him to be dominant, but I also you like don't. Him. Yeah, you. I, well, I do. I, yeah. I just. I, I get it, but I don't get it. It's very strange. I'm conflicted with old Max. That's Just fine. from my early watching of 
of uh, of Drive to Survive and remembering when he was on the same team with Daniel Ricardo and mm-hmm. just how odd it was. That, look, we've we've talked enough about F one. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Um, um, we we do need to get on to what our our filthy business, <clears throat> so to speak. Yeah, because I, yeah. I well, I will be going to Orlando this weekend. Oh, you are. So I have to edit this bad boy tonight, just oh. in case. Going to see Alkaline Trio. What? Tomorrow night with Fletcher and Kristen, friends and past uh, guests of the pod. Not a huge Alkaline Trio fan, but I'm a huge Fletcher and Kristen fan, and it'll be a fun time. We're going to eat at Portillo's. (sighs) We're going to eat at, uh, we might eat at White Castle. We'll probably eat at Raising Cane's, which I've never been to. Raising Cane's is so I'm very excited about that. And then uh, maybe there's a bakery up there we might go to. So excited uh, to do that. Also very excited to do this episode. Today we're going to be talking about the hit corn song, All Day I Dream About Sex. And usually when we do this little beginning, I always ask you, as I'm going to now, but I don't know if I've ever been so giddy to find out about... Seth, what's your history with corn? Not to be confused with the J.C. Chazé, All Day Long I Dream About Sex. This no. Is the, this is the corn version. Yeah. My history with corn... Can be summed up very simply. Not a fan. Never really was. Yeah. Okay. Really not a fan. Okay. That's not as funny as I thought it would be. I'm um, sorry. I wish, uh, no, 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 I, okay. wish I could go into detail more, but I, whenever I heard it come on from the earliest of days all the way back to the self-titled first record, I just, it wasn't my thing. I just didn't like it. Well, okay. I, I mean, I, you know, there were people that didn't like it and there were people that did not like it. Yeah, and I, I know a lot of people in the punk community did not like it. I'm did one of not like it. Yeah. yeah and they were, you know, had a pretty, a, a number of funny takes. Um, I will say. <laughs> Sorry, I let you down. Oh, it's okay. Uh, no, 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 no. It's you fine. want me to go in and elaborate? You know, oh, <laughs> no, they're, no. They're, all day long I dream about shit that has to come onto the radio while I'm at work. Yeah. All day long I have nightmares about a fucking tracksuit with sequins. All day long I have nightmares. Dude, I, I mean, we could do that. Right. But, I mean, you got to get to Orlando. <laughs> that's, that's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, look, I'll be honest. Yeah. I was a corn fan when they first came out. Okay. Now, I mean, um, they unleashed the seven string guitar, so to speak, on the, yeah. on the music, on the musician world. That's what I that's what I remember about them. Yes. Yes. Um, I won't forgive that. I remember being like, whoa, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when um, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I was into heavy music and it was interesting to me, I guess, that. They were doing um, something heavy that sounded different. Uh, And I mean, like, say what you will about them, whether or not you like them. Um, But they were definitely there. There's no one really sounding like them at the time. No. Now, you may say, thank God. And that's fine. I understand it. But they definitely stood out. They Um, nobody else sounded like that at the time. Right. You had a wave of copycats after that. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Formed in 1993. Um, Tell me where, Mark. Bakersfield, California. Okay, so I am right. You are right. All right. We've seen things. I mean, that they may be places. from different places yeah, or whatever, but that's um, home base. Yeah, we do see one of the toe tags says Baker or says uh, Huntington. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's a there's a chance that uh, one of them moved to Huntington Beach. Strong Beach, if you will, mm. um, or or what have you. I don't know. Maybe it's Muscle Beach is what they maybe that's Venice. 
Yeah, who cares? Yeah, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. West Coast, California, they look like those type of people. They James do. Monkey Schaefer, M U N K Y. Monkey. Reginald Fieldy, RV Zoo. Fieldy. Brian Head Welch. Head. We'll, we'll be speaking about him in a little bit. Jonathan Davis. <laughs> um, and for what it's worth, um, so my last name, I think you know this. What is it, Mark? My last name is my last name is Davis. My last name. Um, my name. My mom was married for a short time to a man named Jonathan Davis, not yeah. this Jonathan Davis. Okay. And not the local Jonathan Davis on the airwaves, but a third Jonathan Davis. So many JDs who ended up being gay, and they got divorced. And my mom never changed her name. When I was born, my dad was like, "No thanks," but no thanks. And so he didn't stick around, so I took my mom's last name, which was not my mom's name. It was not my dad's name. It was the name of a gay dude that lived in... So you had a big gay mommy name. Maine. So I have a big gay mommy name. And <laughs> my parents wanted that. me to change it to my dad's last name, Horton. And there was some talk about doing it. And um, and it just never happened. I'm glad you stuck with David. Yeah. 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 Mark, uh, it was going to be Mark Horton, which yeah. Horton hears a who. As a kid, you're terrified. Um, that everyone's going to make that reference. And then my mom's last name was Lamar. And oh, I always said that, that would have been awesome. Mark Lamar sounds like baklava. <laughs> sounds like a Greek dessert. That so I, was, been, I was fine with uh, Mark. It, Davis. You were like, could have been like a playboy, man. Mark <laughs> Lamar. I still am. Yes. Don't you worry. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, Fitting name. Then they have a drummer, David Silveria, who ended up leaving um, in 2007. Uh, they're Pete Best. Replaced by Ray Luzier. So they put out their first album, self-titled, their eponymous album, 1994. So I was 14 years old. Mm. Very impressionable. And it's like, oh, what the hell is going on? The guitar. I mean, the stuff that I liked about them, you know, they sound they did a good job of sounding like um, like sampling songs. And they did cool things with their guitars, I thought, and I still think. There's a lot of stuff on that first album where I think they do a lot of cool things during the verses, etc. Um, and I, to be honest with you, I still like a number of the first album, you know, a number of the songs on the first album. You know, I, I didn't really start getting into punk rock and stuff until I was about 15 or 16 years old. So shortly after this is when I met Mike Cos and he was like, oh, do you like punk? And I was like, no, I'm a metalhead. Punk sucks. And then I started hearing not Sex Pistols punk, but like, you know, good punk. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I started. Well, yeah. Minutemen or like um, Descendants. Yeah. Like stuff where the bands were good and the musicians were good. Yeah. Um, And I was like, oh, I always thought just like punk was for people that like wanted to play metal but couldn't play their instruments. And then I learned that in a lot of cases, that is the way <laughs> that is the case. That is the case. Um, but in a lot of cases, punk was very, very good and blah, blah, blah. And I kind of started leaving my metal roots behind. And some of the bands, you know, I stayed into like Metallica and bands like that. It's so funny bands. because I was the I went the exact opposite, the exopit. Oh, really? The exact opposite way. I started Ex-opted off. it? Yeah, exopit. I, I started off with Minor Threat and and uh, Black Flag and and the New York hardcore stuff because of the kids in my neighborhood and that's what they were they were bringing down but then and and we kind of looked down on metal but i remember when i turned like 14 years old uh, one of my friends went no 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 uh, metallica puts out good records they make good music slayer makes good music and then it just changed from there 
So just the uh, from the opposite way. Same story. Yeah. Well, I you know we're like ships passing in the uh, in the night. Mm. Uh, so I, uh, you know, still have a little bit of a fascination, not a fascination, but I have a soft spot for the first album. Okay. A All couple right. years later. I do not. That's fine. Yes. In 1996, they release, they, they release, they release Life is Peachy. They pulled down their tracksuit. They release, lice is, is Relieved peachy. themselves on California, pulled down their track, spread their butt cheeks and squeezed this out on the continent of North America and mm-hmm. the rest of the world ultimately. Now it's interesting because uh, the Wikipedia article says that they first experienced mainstream success with Follow the Leader and Issues. That's what I thought. In 98, 99. I mean, I always thought they were pretty big with Blind and, you know, all that stuff. The first song, I'll be honest, the first song that I knew that I remembered the title to was Freak on a Leash. Okay, yeah. That was the first song. Well, which, I mean, wasn't, I don't think that was until, like, what? And then, like, I Freak on a Leash. That's like 2000s, wasn't it? Uh, Freak on a Leash, I think, was on... Follow the, I think that was like late 90s. Yeah, okay. So around that time. Something like that. <clears throat> I mean, at the end of the day, who really cares? Yeah, 1998. It was all follow the lead. Okay. But I mean, Blind was huge. I remember I remember Blind. Be, well, in my world, Blind In was your huge. world, yeah, yeah. Um, I was doing everything I could to avoid this stuff at the time. Yeah. I mean, um, I dug it for whatever reason. Um, I just liked heavy stuff. I mean, I thought... I, I thought that it was neat that Jonathan Davis was wearing his heart on his sleeve. Um, I mean, it's it's like that first album is pretty emo. He's talking a lot about being abused and stuff. And so I was like, <clears throat> this is interesting hearing like someone really like letting it out. Um, and I respected that. And then it seemed like he just started like kind of doing it over and over again <laughs> i was right. like eh, i mean you know good for him uh, but i mean i also just started listening to different stuff funny story real quick mm-hmm. i'm back in the 90s there was a bar downtown called the draft house and you that was where <coughs> excuse me a lot of local bands a lot of metal bands played there and you also had out of town bands come along to play that were doing little short florida tours and there was a tour a, a band that came over from west palm beach i don't remember their name it was a lot i think it was Syrup. I think that was their name. Uh, saw them, and I really liked them. I thought they were great. They were metalish. They were kind of crossoverish, you know, uh, between metal and hardcore. And uh, didn't really like that all the time, but these guys were making some good stuff. And I remember hearing them, and they came back and played at Draft House a couple times. And then, and this was like 96, 7, and then I saw one day watching TV that there was this show on MTV around 99, 2000, where they were trying to get people their start in their music career, right? Mm-hmm. It was like a, one, a, a reality show uh, that had that the focus was on finding people that were trying to get their start. And I w- was watching, and I'll, I looked, and I saw this guy, and it was the guy from that band that I think their name is Syrup. I'm not 100% sure. But I'm like, that's the guy. I was like, holy crap. And I listened, and he goes, I'm originally from Florida. I was like, that is the guy. And he was like, and my, probably my biggest musical influence right now is Corn. And MTV got Jonathan Davis to show up and record with him. Damn. And, uh, and I, I'd give anything to find that show just to show it to you, mainly because they recorded the session of Jonathan Davis singing with him, and all I could think was, 
that kid is so much fucking better than Jonathan Davis. <laughs> That's all I could think. That's fair. Yeah. So, so they released a second album, and uh, the second uh, the second release uh, from Life Is Peachy. <laughs> the second release is maybe a bad choice of words. No, it's fine, Mark. It's Mark, please release is Mark. Adidas uh, all day, which is an acronym. Or a backronym. As they called it on there. As they call it. Their little portmanteau. They think they're clever. They do. I mean, you can tell. Maybe like Trump. They do. You definitely can tell they think they're clever. Yeah. Um, so I guess, well, first off, we'll just talk about the Adidas name. So, you know, they they say that the big rumor was that Adidas stood for that. Now, I had never heard that. Me neither. I had always heard that it stood for all day I dream about soccer. Yes, I had heard that too. Because Adidas yeah. is a big soccer brand. The The founder's name was Adi Dassler. A-D-I, second name, D-A-S-S-L-E-R. That's where Adidas comes from. In Europe, they pronounce the brand name Adidas. Yes, and his first name is Adi. So there you go. So that's what it stands for. Uh, and they decided we're going to take this and we're going to make this song for whatever reason. And they did. It was just a dumb song. Lead singer Jonathan Davis reflected in a 2024 Adidas originals video interview. Surprise. Water is wet. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like it was nothing. I think I started with the riff. We were doing it. It was the second record and we wrote the song and I remember the acronym for it was all day. I dream about sex. Very deep. Mm. It could be a million different things. He continued. Mm -mm. They would say sports. There's all different ones. Yeah. It's very immature and juvenile. Yeah. It rep- it's representative of where we were at at that point in time. Mm-hmm. You're 24 years old. It's all you really think about, especially being in a rock band. That's just the whole dream and everything. But it's like at that time, that song was everything to me. What a shitty fucking it. It's almost not even worth putting that on fucking print, even though it doesn't actually cost ink. The keystrokes it took to type that, that energy should be put towards anything else other than him saying that or someone typing it out. There are shit farmers in Appalachia that live 20 to a four bedroom house that could articulate a better motive for living or explanation for a shitty song than that right there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude. I mean, it's it's <laughs> the guy. Yeah, I, I mean, you're, you're basically he, he took the words right out of my mouth for his, as to why I never really thought much of this band. When I first heard them, these are the words I heard. These are the lyrics I heard. And I just and, and whatever good might have come from the music, which, in my opinion, wasn't a lot. I know we don't feel the same about that, but uh, I it just it just it, it just something to avoid. Um, you know, there's certain things you, you try to avoid certain things in your life, you know, uh, rotten smelling meat, standing water, um, mold, uh, bad traffic and corn, corn, the food. Uh, tra- well, Jonathan Davis corn. <laughs> he this is corn. He is a big lump with knots. Yeah. Yes. That sounds about right. Does not have the juice. So I know that I said that they were a little bit bigger earlier on. I mean, song facts for what it's worth. Songfacts.com says 
that this was a minor radio hit. Now, I don't know how big you have to be for something to be major or minor or what have you. I heard it on 99X. Oh, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. it was it was <coughs> people knew of them. Yeah. You know, uh, and this one hit number three on the Billboard albums chart. Uh, Life is Peachy did. Yeah. So they were big enough. Um, also, the band's first song to nick the Billboard Hot 100 bubbling under at number 113. Mm-hmm. And then it says Korn's popularity was never well represented on these charts. <laughs> it's like. Actually, I feel like okay. maybe that was about as good as it could get. Uh, then they ended up on the Lollapalooza tour in 1997, uh, which helped cement corn status as a group with mass appeal. Mm, that's when you know you really made it when you played Lollapalooza. Yeah. I suppose. That's actually really kind of... I think the year before was the year that had pavement and shit on it that was kind of disastrous. Yeah. I think 96 was. Uh, there's like a documentary. and In the pavement documentary, they cover the one that they wanted about how terrible it was and how... Like at a show in West Virginia, like everybody threw mud and chunks of turf at them and Bob Nostanovich comes out and flips them off. And then the producers were like, well, shit, we need to get corn next year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. <clears throat> um, trying to think if there's anything else I really want to talk about as far as this band is concerned or this song is gonna, very, I mean, very, obviously very horny. Uh, there's a lot. I mean, you know, this song is inherently horny. Can you tell me anything about their other songs? Are they all horny, Mark? No, I mean, no. I mean, there's a lot of songs about being abused by his father and, and about, um, just, you know, we like, oh, how messed up I am. Happy listening. Oh yeah, it's yeah. they're not a happy band. That was of the times. Though, the so. music video is. I we'll talk about the music oh, video here boy. in a little bit, but yeah. Jesus Christ, what it's, a slow motion abortion that is! What a message! Yeah, what a real what a what a what a what a net cast out to the world to to draw you into corn. The late nineties into the early two thousands, a time where like porn and then a star afterward was like the big thing mm-hmm. um that just always irked me it just, just that that seemed to pop up at that time as like it's ubiquitous i hate to use the word but a representative of the time yeah, yeah. i mean it, i mean i'm all for sex positivity uh but there's something very i don't know it's just it, i guess mostly because it seemed to be kind of pushed around kids it was like a, a brand on the times wasn't it yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it, like a brand, like a marketing brand, not specific to a specific company, but just on the times that the, the, the porn with the star on the end of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of in like the, I don't know, just synonymous with Jinkos or whatever. Forgettable. Um, when so one of their guitarists, Brian Head Welch, Head. left the band, found Jesus, found Jesus. Yeah. Do you know why he found Jesus? Well, because um, he looked deep into his heart and accepted him as his Lord and Savior. I'm going to guess. <clears throat> now, I did read something about him where he said, uh, I one day walked in and heard my daughter singing these lyrics innocently, you know, not knowing. Five-year-old daughter. About. Yeah. And, and he said, and I realized at that moment that it's not her fault. She shouldn't have to be subjected to or endure this. I get that. I mean, as a father, I get that. And then he wrote immediately after that something far more profound. He said, I just want to do something that's good for people. Mm. That's a wonderful thing. Sure. That's good. That's really great. Now, he did that in the form of Christian music, whether or not that's good for people. That's debatable. I'm not here to do that. There's a lot of bad Christian music out there. Let's face it. 
but uh, I know someone out there who wrote a lot of Christian music to make people feel good. Yeah, I do too. And he's a Grammy-winning award. He actually Grammy didn't write a whole lot. He wrote a little bit, but uh, Larry Ford. I, and here's the funny part: I don't think I've ever discussed this with you. When I go to a, a church now these days, they play what's called what is known as, and I'm sure you've heard it, contemporary con- contemporary Christian music. Sure, it's a lot of major CCM. chords. Yep, major chords with four on the floor. Doom, 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 doom. With the most bland, uninspired lyrics that you've ever heard in your life. When I grew up, I grew up around some of the most well-known Southern gospel singers in the world. Seriously. I mean, when if I was to get a 90-year-old or 80-year-old person from the South in here and talk to them about the, the bands that I grew up touring with, they would it would blow their mind. Most of these people are dying now. They're getting older. But as I get older, I come to find that that music that my father was involved with was complex, rich, the lyrics were well thought out and well written. Mm-hmm. And I just looked at it because I was a child as hokey Christian shit. Whereas now I realize that there was real thought, real production put into the songwriting and production and recording of them. Whereas Christian music now these days, I don't know if this is what Head is doing. But let's put it this way. You didn't hear it on the radio and you didn't hear much about it. Fun fact, he did wind up joining the band again in 2013, so... Yeah, well, uh, I mean, how, I don't know how far he was going to take that whole I wanted to do something positive shit, but I'm guessing it might have ended around that year. Well, I thought it was kind of funny because the quote says um, she was five years old and I'm sitting there watching her sing all day. I dream about sex. That's not right. I don't care if she didn't know what the, she was singing. It still freaked me out. It's just not right for her to see her dad strung out on drugs and it's not right for her to sing that song. Well, <laughs> I think it's funny that it's like. You, you don't necessarily see, want to see your kid sing that song, but you can explain that. Let's go back to the strung out on drugs part. Yes, let's. <laughs> it's like, but also, you know meth is great. Yeah, it's I mean, like, well, it's partially my daughter. It's also the being strung out on drugs all the time. It's like, yeah, okay. That's just, you know, that that that's that covers myriad possibilities when you bring up that whole... I mean, sure. that really shines a light on a lot more when you're like, oh, and, and you don't want your kid to see you strung out on drugs. That's the real issue. If she's innocently, innocently singing a song along with a song, that's one thing, and I do understand that. But, man, that whole keeping your kid away from drugs thing is kind of a big deal, in my opinion. For sure. Yeah. When he did rejoin the uh, the band in 2013, it was one of the songs that he requested the band never play again. Okay. They did end up playing the song at the... Um, sick new world festival mm. which i think was relatively recent so i mean you know if if they waited that long <coughs> jesus you didn't get a cough I'm, it's man. it's coming back it's it's it we're mm. in february and march man it's it's pollen time <clears throat> stop pollen time uh so i he had a good run where he didn't do it and i guess after a while he was like well now my daughter is like fucking 20 I guess she can sing the song if she wants to. right he's like hey head we got to play the bakersfield <laughs> sex festival they're requesting this song it's well, like, all right, got to pay her. Can you imagine bill. the fucking just the fans going nuts? You can just see like the the news articles. Corn played Adidas for the first time since, since twenty thousand seven or so. Two thousand seven. Twenty thousand. Twenty thousand and seven. They went into the future. We dug them up. <laughs> we got them and Sonny Bono exhumed them from their graves. <laughs> Sonny Bono sang the song with them. Uh. Sonny Bono would love this song. Oh, he'd be, yeah, he'd be yeah, all he'd over be it, man. He'd be all day. He dreams about Cher. 
Um, let's go ahead and talk about these lyrics. And the beauty is two verses. Oh, it's, that is, I was, I smiled when I was going over these. I was like, don't have much to do here. That's yeah. okay. But you know, I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to smile through this, Mark. Much like when you have to endure shit that you have to see with, you know, people you don't want to be around and maybe a work day, you'll just smile your way through it. Yeah. And sometimes it happens to the worst of us, right? Are you going to listen to this one? I'm going to listen to this one. All right. All well, right. the lyric, you know, I, I've said it before, but in case you're a newer listener, doing fast lyrics on this show is one of the biggest pains in the ass of all time. It uh, <clears throat> it really sucks shit. It's kind of why we don't do rap songs. I mean, well, there's a couple of reasons we don't do rap songs, I yeah. reckon. Um, but one of them definitely is trying to keep up. Um and also, is a lot of them are bad on purpose. We do have a rap song on the list, it, yeah. on the list though. Yeah. So it's uh, just a matter of time until we until we make it happen. Um, and you know, the beginning of this song, the I like. I think that's cool. I can't. I recover. think they do cool stuff with their guitar. I mean, I I think they find interesting. I, I won't say cool. They find interesting things to do with their guitars. That I, I tend to think I could see in the future people sampling their guitar riffs like where they're like, you know, using them more for like noise <laughs> kind of things. Right. Um, see that 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 track credit in the future on some futuristic band way off lifted from all day. I dream about sex and Clyde Stubblefield. <laughs> <laughs> the drum beat you've heard forever. And now this weird little guitar part written by head. Ed <laughs> Monkey, don't forget Mon Monkey. Let's not forget Monkey. Um, I do love Monkey. So we get that little intro, and then we get the first verse. Boning, I see somehow it always seems that I'm dreaming of something I can never be. It doesn't matter to me, because I'll always be that pimp that I see in all of my fantasies. I don't know your fucking name so what let's let's what mark i don't know there's so many possibilities i don't know when jonathan davis opens his mouth appear the, the oh. possibilities are endless it's like reading what a rainbow out here yeah how many songs do you think start with the line boning <laughs> i don't know did uh did Vili Falau write the song? <laughs> I don't even know who that is. It's the guy who had sex with his teacher and got her pregnant. You know, Mary Kay Latourno. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I watched know. this this uh, this when he finally became of age. Like one of the TV networks came in and interviewed him, and he was like, "I made a bet with a kid in my class that we I'd be the first one to bone a teacher," and he said, "No way, you can't bone a teacher." And whenever I think of the word boning, all I think of is him in that. That sounds right. Using yeah. the word bone like fifteen times. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. Is is your mind blank, Mark? My are mind you, is blown. Are you suffering from a bit of datasitis? <sighs> God. Does it make you feel good knowing that this guy shares the last name and that there is officially an affliction that goes along with it? I. It's called blank space, baby. I try so hard not to like have any association <laughs> with this guy. Yeah. And that would be a good thing. By the way, yeah, I should probably keep my opinions. I'll say this. No, you're here for opinions. Come on. 99% of the world should not have an eyebrow ring. 
on board. Totally on board. Now, I won't use any names, but I know one specific listener that wears one. And it's fine on you. So don't take personal offense to it. But, man, so many of so many people. I don't know what it is. Something bad must have happened to me to someone with an eyebrow ring. <laughs> it's, you know, everything goes back to my upbringing and thinking why people didn't do things when I was younger. Like, I knew a lot of people that got tattoos, but I specifically heard some of the most vicious criminals in my life go, I won't get a tattoo. It's positive ID. I won't get an earring. The cops take pictures of them. And I think to myself, piercings, nothing but nothing but bad can come from them. Whether it's ID, whether it's it can be ripped out of you. If, you know, shit happens in this world, man. You might get attacked or in a fight someday. And that thing is just a that thing's just a lever into into taking you down. Can you imagine what it would feel like having that little bit of skin right above your eye being ripped from your face? I mean, it's just there is there is just a kind of person. Here's the thing. There are some great people in the world to get eyebrow rings. But there is just like there are specific kinds of people that tend to get eyebrow rings that are very <laughs> just shitty or gross people or something. I, I don't I don't I just you, don't like know if I some, can explain you've it. You've seen some crust on that shit before? I mean, just like I picture like dudes wearing their hats backwards with like a half lit cigarette behind their ear and uh, wearing a shirt that says porn star or a wife beater <laughs> or. Yeah, I try not to use that term, I'm but sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, just like I, I don't know the kind of guy that goes everywhere with his girlfriend and um, holds her hips while she pays for him. <laughs> <laughs> where they go not that there's anything wrong with a woman paying um but just you know i don't know like every event homosexual <laughs> where they just like date people just to have a place to stay um she had cable <laughs> she had a bed yeah um yeah the 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 genius annotation here says he is always dreaming of being a pimp a pimp being a person who prostitutes women slash makes them have sex for money and takes most of the money they make. And then it says pimp stands for person into marketing prostitutes. Is that what that means? <clears throat> no. Is that where that came from? No, Mark? no it isn't. They're, they're, it's once again, it's called the genius stretch. It's something that yeah. a corn fan would find funny. Right. They probably sit around all day, just like Jonathan Davis did with like, all day. I dream about sex, trying to think of just. Ac backronyms for different words because they think it's awesome. We haven't even begun. I mean, we've gotten we, we've gone through the first verse, but we have not addressed the grammatical diarrhea in the first line. Yeah, <clears throat> boning. boning I, I see. see somehow, it always seems. seems. There's something about the word "see" and "seems" it, being so close together. It doesn't work. It yeah. just doesn't. It doesn't. There's something bad about that. It's not like it's going to pop up with two lines in Grammarly, if you know what I'm talking about. But your your teacher, if you if you if you were to submit this in a poetry class, the 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 the, the, uh, the teacher or the professor, or whoever might look back at you and go, "You see, it seems." Yeah. Is it necessary? Is well, it necessary? Boning I see sounds like the beginning of a palindrome. <laughs> right. It's like it's it's so strangely put together. It's like there must be a reason for this. Right. And I'm like, what is boning backwards on, that Mark, you could get a uh, word out of Mark, there? Mark, hold on one second while I turn my phone upside down. Nope, nope, doesn't work. Sorry. Okay, okay go yeah. ahead. Yeah. That's clever. 
Um, <clears throat> yeah. Well, I look at it in the mirror. Right. <clears throat> so boning, I see, somehow it always seems that I'm dreaming of something I can never be. I, do, I still don't even really know what that means. Does that mean that while he's having sex? Or does it mean he's talking about boning? <clears throat> it's, it's something... I, I, I kind of don't know because of the clunkiness of it um, that I'm boning it, that I'm dreaming of something I can never be while he's boning. Um, or, or is it the boning that he sees he's putting himself outside of the situation and looking? Man, we are having an out of out of, out of body, body experience, an out of out of boning experience. <laughs> experience but it doesn't matter because then i mean then he says because i will always be that pimp that i see in all of my fantasies which i mean which you would think would override the first two lines like we wouldn't need them at all right yeah 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 yeah. yeah. i mean it's just like all we need to know is that to him he'll always the pimp be the pimp that he sees in his fantasies yeah kind of weird that he sees a pimp in his fantasies (laughs) kind of weird that (laughs) he's talking about like i mean now I know that pimps oftentimes it's said has have sex with their with the women that they're they pimp, mm-hmm. um, but I mean there's definitely some control thing going on there. Well, it's one thing to just be like, <clears throat> I'm I'm someone who gets a lot of women or whatever, or like has a lot of sex. It's another thing to be like, I want to be a pimp. Now I know that you could argue that he's saying that he's using pimp in the term of like. Oh, I'm a pimp. I'm big pimping. Maybe he does mean that. I don't know. Right. As an adjective. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's which I always thought was uh, really dumb and weak because. Well, not as well. Not as. uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. So pimping is if you were to actually apply a bit. We do know that if you were to apply a little bit of a logic to it and say, what would I want to be a pimp? It's a job where you have to go out and collect money from a lot of different women who are selling themselves for your benefit. Mark, is it just me? Or that doesn't sound like an easy job in any way. Oh, no, no, It doesn't. No. It really just doesn't. So it, for the, uh, I don't know if, if people think that there's an allure there because you get a lot of sex. You do have to remember that all of the women that you are sending out are not having sex with you all the time. Having sex is not an overriding drive to being a pimp. Making money. Is the overriding is is the motivator to being a pimp? So if you think it's great because you're going to get a lot of sex, I think you should just eliminate that. Maybe the porn star thing. Okay, maybe that makes sense. You right. get to have a lot of sex because you're being a porn star. That makes sense. But a pimp, it just it never fit. And and the allure of being a pimp is just silly. I agree. I mean, you go to jail, porn star. You don't. That's just all kinds of. Problems. Yeah, out of all the things, it has to be pimp. I mean, I just think there's something. I mean. Look, <clears throat> I'm pro and I'm 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 anti pimp. I yes. I mean I if I, I now times are different now than they were, but I mean like no. I'm much more pro sex worker doing all her own shit and keeping all of her money. It, it, these days, ladies don't need a pimp. It's not the seventies, Mark. Yeah, it's thank not. goodness. Yeah, uh, but what a shitty job. And what and what if you know? It's kind of like who wants like to, to want to be a pimp. It's kind of a shitty. It's it's kind of like someone wanting to be in management. I mean, <laughs> it's like someone probably has like a power dynamic thing where they get off on, you know, having that control. Yeah, 
Not good. That's all it is. Not good. That's really all it is. I don't know your fucking name, <laughs> so what, let's... And then there's the blank. We'll figure out what he says later on, maybe. The allure of anonymous sex. Oh, is, yeah, is, yeah. Is, I don't know why I'm be... being... I'm just kind of blasting through that. I mean... You know, I guess the point of this song is to bring up all of the modern uh, colloquialisms, or, or I shouldn't say colloquialisms, but like aspects of sex and and you know uh, affection, whatever you want to call it, <clears throat> the sexual mores of the time to bring them up in one verse right at the very beginning, is and that's the point, which is fucking stupid. I'm sorry, it's just completely dumb. It was a turnoff from the beginning. I wanted to come in here and like every time I would say, I thought to myself because I was going to be saying stupid a lot in this song I'd be like which is one of the greatest you know uh, possible uses of allegory ever in the history of music right up there with you know like Eleanor Rigby or something like that but Mark this shit's just awful then just, I, I like the genius annotation for, you down. for I don't know your fucking name so well, let's fuck the genius annotation says this fantasy could regard a one night stand well <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> unless it also regards like face blindness mm. or uh, no long term memory, like the guy from uh, from uh, uh, Memento. 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 Thank you, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, Mark. Uh, a, a Memento uh, memory. Um, then yeah, yeah, probably it's a one night stand. Yeah, if you're meeting someone several times, have sex with them, and don't know their name. I, I mean, I guess that could happen. <sighs> It sounds dangerous. It could. Uh, it's. I wouldn't. You know. I not. Wouldn't recommend it as a human being. Yeah. Not a good idea. Sounds unlikely. I don't know. I. I wonder. I wonder what that. I mean. I. I do have to say. I've never had anonymous sex. That's got to be real fucking weird, man. That's got to be strange. Yeah. I, I can't. Mean, uh... It's got to be very strange. <laughs> You're having sex with you. Go. Oh, you. <laughs> oh my. You're oh, the ooh! You keep so, doing that. Well, yes. Can you imagine in the midst of everything. Did you bring? Hey, an hey, pst, you. <laughs> Do you have your passport? Blonde girl. <laughs> that feels very good. Then we get our second verse. Uh, Screwing, Mark. Mark. It's the mm. last verse. Yeah, the second and last verse. Screwing might be the only way that I can truly be free from my fucked up reality so I dream and stroke it harder cause it's so fun to see my face staring back at me I don't know your fucking name so what let's fuck oh we, now we know thank god now we know yeah thank Mark Christ. I'm gonna just for the joy of it just so that you can see just for the taste of it I want you to click on the genius annotation for stroke it harder and please read that to me. <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to say what it is. I don't know how many listeners would actually do this, but I want you to go to genius.com and type in Adidas by corn. Find the line that says stroke it harder. It is not anything gross. All right, I promise you, it is not anything gross. And I want you to look at the genius annotation for it. Tell us about your big reveal on the Instagram page or Facebook page. Or hell, send us an email at lyrics to go at gmail, lyrics to go pod at gmail.com. 
That's funny as hell. That is. That's terrible. Yeah. It's it's funny in a terrible way. It is. Uh, yeah, nothing else has a um, has a genius annotation for it. But I mean, here we are talking about this guy who, you know, again, Jonathan Davis talking about his fucked up reality and ways of getting out of it. And <clears throat> instead of whatever stuff that he's talked about in the past where he's like slamming shit around or whatever. Now he's talking about how fucking might be the only way to truly to truly be free so here's the thing truly to truly be free i mean this sounds like him just trying to convince a woman to have sex with him he's like the only way i can truly really be free from my problems is to have sex with you one time Mm. can i see one titty (laughs) (laughs) send nudes i mean no it's not <laughs> like there's therapy i mean therapy there's, is tr- truly yes that is truly the the true way to be free the only way to be tr- free from your fucked up reality is to go to years of therapy and to do a lot of self-work mark i'm going to take this one step further the only way for him to truly be free of all these problems is to jump off a cliff into the Pacific Ocean. I mean, that's that would be a good. That's a start. much. That's a much quicker. Yeah. Way to take care of. Be it. right there. Done. Nice. Yeah. Never have to worry about any nope. problems again. And we wouldn't have to worry about it. <clears throat> yeah. Um. But you know, he's you know, I can see him like talking to a girl at a party and being like, you know, I think really like things are so fucked up, and she's just sitting there like on her phone, and he's like, <laughs> I truly think the only way to get out of this fucked up reality is to f- screw. And she's like, uh-huh. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I'm trying to play bobble. <laughs> you leave me alone, please. Mark, I have this beautiful, beautiful picture in my head of the, of the third line where it says, so I dream and stroke it harder. And we all know that he's speaking of figuratively dreaming, but I'm just, I'm just wondering if there's ever, ever any, I'm sure there has been some male out there and probably Jonathan Davis himself that actually fell asleep and jerked off in his <clears> dreams. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm sure he I'm sure probably happened I'm sure at he's some point probably, or another. Probably jerked off a bunch of times if I had to guess. Well, I mean, but asleep. Well, I mean, sleeping while jerking off. Yeah. I'm just saying. Have you ever had a wet dream? Well, yeah. I've never had one. What? Are you serious? Never. Really? Yeah. Yeah, when I was a teenager, I had multiple. They were grand. They were wonderful. I, I, I don't, I don't remember my dreams often anyway. Um, but never had a wet dream. Quite a few. They yeah, were great. yeah, yeah. Dreamed lucky, really great. All day, all day, you dream about wet dreams. Well, I when you wake up, you're like, oh my god, I have to get rid of this to get rid of the mess because I'm living in a house with all these people around me but uh but then you know you'd wake up and you'd be like man that was completely free there's been times when i've woken up and you know it's it's happening and it's like what in the hell that's that'll wake you up yeah that'll do it um if you think they're cool please let us know (laughs) i mean yeah go nuts uh yeah so then we get the last two lines uh you know or you got that last line where he talks about so i dream and jerk it harder so i guess He's saying screwing is the only way to to take care of his problems, but he's jerking off. Um, Davis was described as having an, a quote, addiction and a mad obsession to sex and quote, constantly fantasizing about women and claimed to be a quote, 
porn movie specialist. Okay. End quote. What does that mean? Specialist? Does that mean you know a lot about them? I don't know what it means, Seth. Or you know what it takes to perform in them? I'm quickly losing my patience with this song. No, I'm, I, I, could, <laughs> I can take it, Mark. Um, at the same time, some said Korn was, quote, indecent, vulgar, obscene, and intends to be insulting. <clears throat> I don't know if it's necessarily insulting. I mean, whenever anybody pours themselves out into uh, verse form badly in this way, I wouldn't say that it's necessarily insulting. The real question we've left out, Mark, is that after So He Dreams and Strokes It Harder because it's fun to see my face staring back at me, is that saying like he jerks off in the mirror? I guess so. I mean, I've never done that. Neither have I. That's that's pretty unusual. That's pretty strange. <clears throat> he definitely has some... I mean, I don't think I'm telling any tales out of school when I say he has some signs of mental wariness. Some out-of-line proclivities? Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's not your, uh, you know... Not the healthiest guy, Davis. No. No. Um, but, you know, I guess it takes all types. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt on this, other than the fact that the song's awful, and he put it out there, and we had to endure it. <clears throat> Yeah, then uh, we get the, uh, you know, as we mentioned, I don't know your fucking name so well. It's fuck. Uh, and then we get the chorus. Mm. All day I dream about sex. All day I dream about fucking I, there's they they do some stuff in like some interesting um I don't know if they're like Middle Eastern um uh, scales. I was just gonna say I think they're called Dorian, they and they're be, using yeah. and it, it sounds like they're using a Japanese instrument called a kodo. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I think it sounds like and I and this poses a question as well. They they start doing the weird stuff musically. And it says in the genius notes that it's a bridge, but Mark, is it a bridge if you're using the same chorus refrain over and over and over? I don't think this song really has a bridge. I, I think mean, it's just got a little bit of a break. Yeah, okay. And uh, I that. will mention, as far as the break is concerned, uh, you can hear Jonathan Davis's son, Nathan. Oh, great. During the break. While he performed it, if you listen, my firstborn son, Nathan, was between my legs when I sang that song. Meanwhile, nothing like, is like knowing there's a child involved. Daughter yeah. knows these lyrics. Nathan's on the fucking song, being like, <laughs> "Fuck yeah, I'm thinking about fucking too, Dad. I want to be a pimp." Yeah. Uh, actually, in the breakdown, you can hear him cooing in the background. He was in the room. Great. Well, congratulations. Yeah, good for John and David. Very, very. It, the, the refrain. I mean, the, the bridge kind of does this all day. I dream about sex all day. You know, throughout the whole thing. When funny thing, I was listening to the song in your front yard before you got here, and I'm, you know, oftentimes I uh, put my own words into songs as I'm singing them just for amusement, and I couldn't help but the, how it lines up with hava, nagila hava, nagila hava. <laughs> you know, right there, yeah. Uh. You know, it's time to put on makeup. <laughs> uh, so we will talk a little bit. I So that's basically the whole song. That's it. Then that, they that, say all day I dream about sex. Hooray. So basically, he's just talking about how horny he is. And I guess also kind of talking about how we can't have sex or no one will have sex with him. 
Um, but house sex is the only thing that is going to save him Truly. from this crazy life. This, this crazy life. They were known for wearing Adidas track suits. Um, when corn began, Davis wore an army green track suit. He soon drew a corn logo on one with a pen and presented it in live performances that included the bagpipes. He said wearing Adidas quote was about breaking the mold, man. I'm not throwing that man in there. He said it. It was about breaking the mold, man. It was about going against everything that metal was supposed to be. Hmm. Um, okay. You know, I'm not going to say he's wrong. I'm also not going to say that they were playing conventional metal. I don't think anybody was expecting them to dress like Slayer. I'll admit that. Yeah. They weren't playing conventional metal. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I don't think that anybody was necessarily expecting them to, like, follow the mold either. People, guess what else people weren't doing? Playing the fucking bagpipes, except for ACDC. Jackal played a, a, a chainsaw. chainsaw. Yeah, yeah. Um, from 93 to 97, the band established its style by wearing mainly Adidas T-shirts t- and tracksuits, which became a trend inside with their fans. Um, and... Uh, it became a bigger and bigger thing. They did eventually sign with uh, Puma and they signed a, a six figure deal with Puma. So they stopped wearing Adidas uh, until I think it was last year. Maybe that was during the whole lull when they didn't play the song because of head, you know, they decided they'd <laughs> sign with the competition, you know, maybe we're not performing the song. So why do we got to worry about it? Yeah. And Puma I mean, makes a tracksuit, you know? They do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they wore, I think, exclusively Puma tracksuits at that time. Mm. And then uh, they eventually ended up signing uh, back with um, Adidas. The Puma deal only lasted until 2001. Um, Puma used the Corn Song Freak on a leash in commercials. Um, Puma, this is interesting, yes. was founded by Rudolf Dassler. The brother of Adidas's. Oh, wow. Adi Dassler. Okay. So kind of interesting. It's kind of like a Zildjian Sabian thing. If yes, you're yes. into symbols, oh, wow. yeah. the story is that one of the brothers of Avidas Zildjian, Zildjian wanted one of the sons or godsons or grandsons sons, or whatever, yeah. wanted to change the alloy that was used in the symbols. The guy from Zildjian was like, fuck no, we're not fucking with this shit. They went on to, to create Sabian. Um, so kind of interesting that there's, uh, that's a, a really good there. story to look up, by the way, how Zildjian got here, how they were, I think Armenian or they're, yeah. yeah, how they got here, like at the turn of the century, really good story. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, so 98 is when they signed that six figure deal to promote Puma and, uh, 2001, it was up, uh, corn treated their felines for Chevron signing a deal with pony, <laughs> which also had stained and limp biscuit on their roster. <laughs> There's a fucking power. What's with all this? That's the best power true I've heard since Cream, baby. <laughs> What's with all these tracksuit marketing wars, man? That's I mean, very whatever. Strange. How did they Pony not- even made kilts and custom shoes for Davis to wear on stage. Oh, right. And then in 2023, hey, you always come home again. Mm-hmm. Adidas announced a deal with Corn to sell shoes and apparel branded Corn branded Corn X Adidas. Uh, we'd like to invite you back into the fold. The shoes have the band logo on the right tongue and artwork from Life Is Peachy album on the insoles the music video is directed by a dude named joseph khan who mostly did rap videos now i want to read a take from from joseph um and then a take from fieldy 
So Joseph says, when I finally got a rock video like Corn, it was fun to take my slick hip hop sensibility and turn it loose on angry white guys. I guess it shocked people. So that's where he was coming at it from. Okay. Um, meanwhile, on the other side, um, when asked, uh, Fieldy said, the director, it was his idea. He just did the Shaq video with a helicopter <laughs> and he did the West Side Connection video. He has had pretty much all hip hop crap. Then he came to this with this idea. He knew that John used to work for the morgue in the coroner's office and all that crap. So we liked his idea and we were like, let's do it. He later claimed it was one of the hardest videos we ever made because we all had to lie still on a cold metal slab for hours pretending to be dead. We wore dirty blue contacts in our eyes that made us partially blind while they were in. Twice he used the word crap in that oh, yeah. exposition mm-hmm. there. Um, I don't. I do not doubt that it was probably an extremely difficult video music, music video to make. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's it's hard to watch. Therefore, it should have been hard to make. Uh, that's some sort of justice in that. But it is. Uh, it, it does want. I did, it did make me wonder what kind of uh, message are they sending off? If you haven't seen it, uh, it's essentially them in a car accident. Uh, it looks as if. One of the other cars involved in the accident is occupied by a pimp. The corn car, so to speak, is full of dead members of corn. We can dream, can't we? Yes. And uh, and maybe a few girls as well. There is once again the ubiquitous porn <coughs> star logo uh, covering. I think it's Jonathan, could, or could it be Monkey's head? I think it's. I think eye. Jonathan. Jonathan Davis, Davis is in the front. Eye. Yeah. Come on. Um, it's uh, the the cops show up there. Apparently, some. Uh, porn is discovered in the car and the firefighters. One of them's reading a, 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 did you see that? The chocolate, chocolate corn. corn. Yeah. Of course, with an African-American female on the front. Okay. So they're inclusive, whatever. Um, they gotta let you know. Yeah. And then they uh, take the bodies to the corn morgue. loves black women too. By the way, did I mention they take him to the morgue where they sit on slabs and you see what look like autopsy marks of them cutting the drummer open and, uh, and the, by the way, the, just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 I don't fine. mean That's to cut it. you off. No, 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 no. I'm done. I, I want you to go through more yeah. because there is more to discuss, but there are two people of color in this music video. One is a pimp and one is a sex worker on the cover of a magazine. There you go. So how's that for representation? Thank huh? you, Jonathan. Thank, thank you, Corn. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Jonathan and Davis. the director of the Shack video as well, I guess. That's why he put it in there. Uh, it, it basically ends with one of the... I think it's the drummer being shoved in forcefully into the cooler. And then he moves. And then it looks like, yeah, he's moving. Exactly. It looks like he's moving. And A couple different times, the, the they, they move, like when they're getting zipped up into the body, body bags, they start moving. Right. And when he's getting put into the cooler, he starts moving. There's flies. There's plenty of flies. Flies. So there's a car accident. You can see that this pimp was driving a car with his prostitutes in the car with him. And corn is also driving. They basically hit head on. How it happens, no one knows. But no one looks like they were in a car accident. Yeah. (laughs) No one looks like smashed up or anything. They just look pale. And it looks like they've been sitting there for a long time. Yeah, a lot of flies. For some weird reason. Um. So that's kind of confusing. And, uh, you know, they're, of course, wearing uh, he's wearing his bedazzled tracksuit, his sequined tracksuit. Mm. Very special. He's he first time he wore out his big boy suit. That's his car he accident. Looks so handsome. Yeah, he did. He, was, was, he looks so handsome. Good boy sequins. on Easter. Yeah. You look so good, Johnny. I forgot to mention that. They, and then they reveal. And then they, they get brought. To, there's a guy who looks like Lurch, who's very scary looking. Maybe there's a black cop too. 
Then they get brought to the morgue. And of course, they have to take everybody's clothes off. They do a close up on one of their Cheshire cat tattoos because they are crazy. This is the time where it was awesome to be crazy. Hmm. This is the time where people would like static X and stuff where people would cock their head to their side while they're playing guitar like, oh, I'm like a weird guy. I'm like a marionette um, like Wes Borland. Oh, I'm oh. so weird. How edgy to be insane. Gotta say, I liked Wes Borland. Well, Wes Borland, I mean, him him is a, it's different. Yeah. But just by and large, this era was how edgy to be mentally insane. You do have to think, though, we started off the decade with Smells Like Team Spirit, which just revealed to the world, hey, it's not a party anymore. There is something else going on. (sighs) Yeah. You know, you do have to admit that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, (sighs) but I don't, like, I I think that, I don't think that anyone, I mean, these people were shooting up heroin and, like, I mean, these people were people that were dealing with issues rather than pretending like they were dealing with issues. Yeah, it's true. Not to say, I mean, you know, like, talking monkey tongue or head talking about being strung out or whatever. I don't know what kind of drugs people were doing or whatever. And, you know, I, maybe I'm just choosing sides because I prefer Nirvana and Soundgarden and stuff, um, you know, over stuff like corn. But in any event, there's it's not a fight worth having. <clears throat> um, they do put them on the slabs. Everyone else is already naked and getting sewn up and stuff. And then when they go to cut the tracksuit off, Jonathan Davis is wearing women's underwear, guys. How fucking wild is that? How crazy? Huh? It is kind of crazy. I, I, I once again have to tell you of a little story. Somebody that you know, I will tell you after we're done. When we were younger, you were very young, um, had what was an episode. Uh, he was in a band locally, and the police came and picked him up, and they put him on a stretcher and loaded him into the back of a... Um, into the back of a, a an ambulance and they had to cut his pants off of him and when they cut his pants off of him it revealed women's underwear in a garter with the yeah, yeah. I mean, and that that did happen that which was is a, a shock which is a shock um but i mean obviously this is like a ha 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 right this yeah, is this a music like video a, yeah this is i mean this that is something is, that, we that, saw that is that real was life real. <laughs> this is like wouldn't it be funny it's funny to be a guy wearing women's clo- underwear which I mean, I guess at the time was still, you know. Mark, have you ever tried people to were freely on? going around calling each other the <laughs> f word? So I mean, yeah, I, I guess that's par for the course. Um, you know, it is what it is. I guess it's the '90s were a crazy time. Huh? Yeah, um, we made it through. Interestingly, someone referred to them as stripper clothes, and someone else just called them women's underwear. It's like. You they know, look just like women's underwear. Yeah, I don't know. They it's don't... stripper. I mean, sometimes stripper clothes, I guess, are just lingerie. So yeah. I guess you're not wrong, but it's very weird to see underwear but they look and like... conflate it with being stripper clothes rather than just lingerie, which is what cotton. normal people would call them. Uh, yeah, they, they, look... they kind of did. Cotton. And, and I mean, you don't wear cotton stripper clothes. Yeah. I, I mean, it was hard for me to tell with the material. I wasn't looking very hard. Mm. Uh, that's it. We're, well, we are we are at a certain segment of the show that's kind of made our name for us. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What, do you want me to go first? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, yeah, it's creepy. Uh, it's more uh, silly creepy than anything else. Uh, you know, I don't I don't fear anyone's safety. I don't necessarily maybe Jonathan Davis, but I'm not particularly all that worried about it. Um, and the fact of the matter is, is that he probably drugged more than a few women into his dysfunction 
which makes this creepy. Um, but it's not like insidious creepy. You know, no. it's just I'm a broken person creepy. So for that, giving him a bit of a break, I'll give it a 6.1. Yeah, okay. Yeah, That's fair. Maybe. Um maybe. Creepy. I mean, I think I'm going to shoot a little lower than you. I understand. I mean, you know, well, this, uh, you know, just this fascination of sex being the be all end all, the fix all, the fix a flat of mental problems. <laughs> if I can just fuck forever, then I'll never have another problem again. Yeah. Um, is a little strange. That's, I'll give it a, uh, I'll creepy. give it a, I'll give it a four nine. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Cause I don't think anybody's really in danger. I mean, no one's even having sex with them. I mean, it seems Mark, like. can, can you imagine getting that phone call? Imagine for a minute that you're a lady. Imagine you're John Davis for one minute dressed up in stripper clothes and you're a lady and you get that call from someone saying, you know, I'll never truly be free of this insanity unless you and I are doing it. Is that creepy? I mean, uh, is it creepy? Yeah. Yeah, it's creepy. Yeah, it yeah. Is. It, I mean, I didn't give it a zero, yeah, yeah. but I, I also think that, you know, it's like, you know, whatever he's expressing himself, he's wrong and it's weird. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel good with like a four, eight, four, nine. I actually feel better this week with having to do this than possession. Possession was heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Possession. was. Well, was... we're going to keep it lighthearted. I hope and so. we're going to keep it horny. I like it. Arden is back with another one that they sent to me. What is it? We're going to do It Wasn't Me by Shaggy. Okay. This is going to be... Have we we done a reggae song before? uh, Yes, we've done uh, uh, Sweat by Inner Circle. That's right, we did. Oh, my God, that was way back. That was a long time ago. Very excited to tackle Shaggy, literally and figuratively. If you know where he is, let me know. I will run full stream at him, and I will try and knock him uh, legs akimbo. You will cam chancellor his ass. (laughs) I will try my best. I don't know how fast I can run these days. But uh, Seth, anything you want to say before we wrap up here? Thank you for listening, everybody out there. We love you. We do. That's it. It's true. Uh, We do love you, and uh, thank you. So much for listening. I don't know how many people out there would be interested. Uh, we are we no longer have a channel on the um, <coughs> on the Discord. on the no nonsense Discord. I don't know how many people would be interested in there being a Discord for this show. Um, so if you have some way of letting us know, um, either by emailing us lyrics to go pod at gmail dot com or you know or Facebook Facebook Instagram. the Facebook group or Instagram yes. Um, letting us know whether or not it's worth it for us to even put one up. Um, I would appreciate it. If so, we will definitely get one going. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't want to, don't want to take the time if we're going to have four people on there. Not that those four people wouldn't be very important to us, uh, but you do have other avenues to get in touch with us if you want. Um, so in the meantime, just let us know and listen to, uh, it wasn't me by Shaggy and we will be back next Monday with yet another episode of Lyrics to Go. Thanks a lot for listening. Our theme song was done by Exploding Pages. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, 
for songs or lyrics, you can send them to lyrics to go pod at gmail.com. We'll be back here next week.